With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to the next podcast, and this is our review of The Beekeeper. You're a blessing, Mr. Clay. This place was crabgrass and weeds, and you brought it back to life. Mrs. Parker and I were friends. She was like family. She was the only person who ever took care of me. I just got a message saying that there's a problem with my computer. Yes, ma'am, we got this. Yesterday, she shot herself. This is private property. Do you know what they do here? Scamming the weakest in our society? Buddy, I'm counting to three. One, two, three. There, I did it for you. No, you can't. I'm gonna burn this place to the ground. Will you stomp his ass out? You're telling me one man did this. The only thing you know is he's a beekeeper. A beekeeper, a beekeeper? Well, that's not good. Beekeepers is a special program outside the chain of command. I protect the hive. When the system is out of balance, I correct it. We have laws for these things. Until they fail, then you have me. All right, everybody, you were just listening to the trailer for The Beekeeper, and the story is as follows. One man's brutal campaign for vengeance takes on national stakes after it's revealed he's a former operative of a powerful and clandestine organization known as Beekeepers. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. I know this is supposed to be serious. Um, the film is starring Jason Statham, Emmy Raper, Lapernan, Josh Hutcherson, Bobby Nadiri, Minnie Driver, Felicia Rashad, and Jeremy Irons. It is directed by David Ayer and written by Kurt Wimmer. Here to join me today for this podcast review, I have Giovanni Lago. Protect the hive. <laughs> and Dan Bear. Happy to be here, Matt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I was the one that was going to have bad puns on this episode. <laughs> Somebody asked us recently on the main show for the next Best Picture podcast, which we, we record every Sunday, and I hope everyone listens to that's listening to this right now. They asked us how we feel sometimes when we have to review bad movies. Maybe even one might say B movies. <laughs> and I did say that in those instances, we try to have as much fun on the show as humanly possible. This being the month of January. Ah. This is one of those times. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was not filled with great expectation. Heading into this, I just wanted it to be up. Oh, God damn it! I just wanted it to be good. I mean, you know, every time you say that, I'm gonna be like the yeah. DiCaprio thing when he's just pointing at the TV and <laughs> once upon a time. <laughs> no, but seriously, I just wanted it to be good. That's all. I mean, that's all I hope for whenever I walk into any kind of a movie. And David Ayer, 
you know, listen, he's had a few stinkers under his belt, but he's also had some good ones. So we know that he's more than capable of making something that maybe could be considered a January surprise. And I think we all look back on last year, especially at something like Megan, another movie I went in with very, very low expectations. And I kind of I walked out saying, wow, I'm quite pleased with that. That was a lot of fun. So that's all I was hoping for to get out of this was, you know, I wanted it to be fun. In the end, I will say that I chuckled maybe three, four times, but that was like the extent of the fun I was having with this film. This is such a by-the-numbers action film that doesn't have anything unique about its fight choreography or its style or presentation, but I guess if you want to watch Jason Statham beating guys down and delivering bee puns left and right, this might satisfy some sort of an itch. I don't know what kind of an itch that is, but it is an itch. So, I mean, like with that said, uh, I don't know who to start off with here. I guess I'll start off with Dan Barrett. Dan, what did you think of this? <laughs> I Look, the, I wasn't expecting anything great with this movie, let's be clear. Um, but, you know, it. you go to one of these, like, you know, action star vehicles and you pretty much know what to expect going in. Like, this is one of the few genres where, like, there is a really set-in-stone formula and no film in this genre will ever deviate from that formula. And the level of good of the movie is pretty much determined by how how well it plays within that formula and the beekeeper has some elements that are fun but it never quite goes like fully over the top in a way that the most entertaining entries in this genre are it felt a lot to me like um the like like Silent Night that just came out last month that John Woo directed, wherein like there are elements of it that are really good, but on the whole, it's just like it doesn't really excite me that much. Like the action sequences are good, they're well done, but they're not like super creative or inventive. They're just there, kind of well done action scenes and even Statham like I look I I love Jason Statham a lot he's one of my favorite action stars around these days but like the, even he is not fully dialed into this movie or this performance but the moments in which he's good I really liked his scenes with Felicia Rashad I was surprised um at how effective they're character work was which was not something i would have expected to say about this film but then you get like to the villains and there's something about jeremy irons and josh hutcherson where like it's clear that they're having fun but they're not really going over the top in the way of the best like villains that you love to hate in these kind of movies and so like did i have a good time with this movie yeah kind of mildly so but like it's still it left me wanting more in a bad way 
I was trying to come up with another pun there, but it didn't <laughs> come to me, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I, I do agree. I'm very puzzled, though, to hear that Jason Statham is one of your favorite action stars. He, you know, no offense to him or anything. I mean, like, I Bad. respect the work that he does. What? Look at him. <clears throat> okay, Dan, fine. But like, <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm not, like, there's not anything deeper than just, like, I just like looking at this man and also hearing that growl. <laughs> yeah, that is true. His voice is the kind of voice that you would want reading a bedtime story yeah. to, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There once was a beekeeper. <laughs> he took care of this elderly woman in town. One day, these blokes decide to fuck with him, and I decide to fuck back. Like... <laughs> no, but like the thing I, I, I always say about Jason Statham that always bugs me, and I looked out for it in this movie, and I think I saw the same thing here, is I think he's one of those actors who has a clause in his contract that says he cannot be punched in the face. He cannot be beat up. Because none of these red shirt goons in this movie ever get any shots on him, ever. It's always one-sided. And so it makes the fights, um, in my opinion, feel dull and robbed of any dramatic stakes. And that's why I never really get down with what he's doing. I guess when he delivers, you know, like I said, the, the corny dialogue, that's the stuff that I laugh at. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Is it, though? Is it? Well, that's the thing. Like, it's it's great. But it doesn't fully like embrace the the corniness, right? Like mm -hmm. if you look back at like you know, it's not like a commando where like Schwarzenegger was fully embracing how freaking corny that dialogue is, you know? Yeah. But you know, so he takes it a little more seriously, which like saps it of some of that like really enjoyable energy. So would you say that he's being serious uh, I'm not going to dignify that with a response mm. Matt oh honey <laughs> alright let's see what Giovanni thinks Giovanni where did you lean on this were you in the positive or the negative uh, side alright I just want to preference that I do think this is a bad movie alright but this is a movie we need as a society, okay? This is Do the we? quintessential Do we? January. <laughs> this, is, this is the quintessential January movie. You know, David Ayer is like, what if I just made a faux John Wick ripoff um, where it's like got this cool secret society lord, but instead of a society, it's a government organization. Centered around bees, sir? Yeah, why not, Okay. And Jason Statham, you know, he's just operating in a lane that he's just incredibly comfortable in, which is I come here, I say some dialogue. He doesn't have to do any he doesn't have any of the charm or like fun that he has with like Shaw and like the Fast and Furious series or some of his other work. So it's a bit more stale. But to your point, when you're like, you know, he doesn't get punched in the face or stuff like that. And, you know, he's he's it doesn't give stakes i'm like good i don't want to see him get punched in the face i want to see him kill all these he called he's the beekeeper damn it okay i exactly. want to watch the beekeeper <laughs> exactly like you have jeremy irons going to all these like seal team six dudes and everything he's like y'all precious compared to him you know and i'm like okay cool i want to know why i want to see him wax them all i want to see him murk these soldiers 
I want to see him kill all these crypto bros that the movie actually does well of being like, wow, these people are scummy and annoying and cartoony at that. But you know what? I wouldn't mind Jason Statham just like murking them horrendously. And it's super entertaining. Again, bad movie. But then as we keep talking about it, there's one aspect of this movie that I really want to talk about, which is like something out of a Daily Wire movie. Because this movie has like abhorrent politics <laughs> and it is amazing that like this came out like out of a major studio release and then you have josh hutcherson who is doing his best jesse pinkman impression the whole movie and i swear to god like i feel like when they wrote this movie it was like for aaron paul and then we're like okay let's make him young we couldn't get aaron paul let's make him young and then josh hutcherson did it and he's like okay we want you to be jesse pinkman because that's all i thought the entire time and you know what uh, bad movie. Want to say like the FBI stuff? I think is terrible with um, Felicia Rashad's daughter, who's like the FBI agent. Of course, that someone close to him is secretly an FBI agent and is constantly having to hunt him. And that all that whole aspect's bad. And that's where like the dialogue just it's like ugh, don't care, blah blah blah, yap yap yap. Get back to Statham, okay? I want to see him. I want to see him kill some people. I want to see him just switch vehicles. And get through buildings and, like, tell people, I'm going to kick the shit out of you. And then he kicks the shit out of them, you know? So I think in that front, um, it works successfully. It's definitely the type of movie where you're going to be, like, seven beers deep. And you're just going to look at your friends and be like, dude, the beekeeper's on FX. Let's go. And you just have a good time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, guys. I mean, like... <laughs> I'm happy for you all. I really am. <laughs> like, part of reviewing a movie is meeting the movie where it's at. You know? Let me let me read off some lines that stood out to me in this movie really quick, shall I? Awesome. Do it. You former law enforcement? I told you. I take care of bees. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Next. Perfect. I need to take care of the hive. Yes. What the, when the hive's out of system, he comes in to correct it. Like, come on. Oh, like. <laughs> Who doesn't love this? <laughs> Tell the companies in the building to evacuate. There's gonna be a fire. Awesome. So cool. <laughs> so 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 chill how casually he just walked yeah. in there and just did all that. Also, he's so drippy. Like the hat with that like yeah. trucker jacket the whole time, that fit goes hard. Like you know, even his like beekeeper outfit, like I'm like, I don't think beekeepers wear like a cool suit like that with like a monogrammed beekeeper logo like in the middle but you know what fuck it like it looks cool there are special like beekeeper outfits but that looks more like a fencing uniform beekeeper i kind of wanted him to be in the whole bee prevention stinging like get up with the mask and everything the whole time just fighting people in that i thought that would have been way more entertaining and funny so cool it would have been cool but i think that leans to like more dance point where like it's incredible it's kind of like night swift you know that's like an incredibly stupid movie with an incredibly stupid premise but they tried to just take it way too seriously instead of playing into like how corny it is 
And I think, like, that version of the movie where it, like, intelligently knows, like, what movie it is and played into it would have had something like that. But clearly it's a movie made by David Ayer right now at this phase of his career. So, no, it, it will not have that. Okay? Another one Another one I have here is, uh, I need help, Janet, not jokes. <laughs> oh, that yeah. was good. That was and good. then uh, my last one that I wrote down was, uh, we have laws for these things until they fail. That you have me. Yeah, that, was, awesome. that was the best. So cool. That was the so best. So cool. That's why you go to the movies. That's why yeah, Nicole Kidman did a whole intro at AMC for moments like this. Our heroes, you know? This is Jason Statham's a beekeeper. That's the hero we look forward to. I mean, it's so funny that you mentioned the John Wick comparison before because I understand the whole idea of this being like a secret society and there being like parts of this world to uncover. But at the same time, I have absolutely no interest in wanting to do that in any, God forbid, future installments. I just, I found all of it to be completely ridiculous. I completely hated the fact that everything was a pun for bees at some point or another. I get it. I understand if people want to have fun with this, but I just felt like this movie didn't want me to take it seriously enough to actually care and that was a problem. Like I said, the action has like no stakes at all. Everything's very one-sided. There's very, very, very surprisingly little backstory on this lead character in terms of why he is in the position that he's in at the start of the movie. And I don't feel like the film ever substantially like gives you more interesting character work to care about. Uh, Jason Statham is, I don't think, even interested in building a character. I think he's just interested in being Jason Statham and just beating people. And even the times where he does do that, that's not the highlight of the movie. When, when the highlight of the movie are the puns, I, I think you have a problem on your hands. But you know what? Listen, it sounds like you guys just enjoyed this more than me overall. And God, God bless Jeremy Irons for wanting to collect a paycheck. <laughs> hey, uh, what's his name was on the farm because she was the only person who ever took care of me. Okay. Felicia Rashad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was all. That's all we get. That's all we know. We don't know anything else about it. The movie. I feel like you're over us again. This is a David Ayer thing where this is a guy who clearly does not care about any of that. Like, I'm going to create a cool secret or like him with the, the writers. Like, I'm going to create a cool, like, John Wick-inspired secret society of beekeepers. I'm going to go nothing into, like, them besides just being able to give Jason Statham information on where to go next or to, like, set up something in the plot. Like, none, like, what they formed, what kind of ops they do, other beekeeper. The only other time he references, there's this heavy that Statham fights towards the end. Where he's like, oh, I killed a beekeeper. And I lost my... Oh, he's got Scottish accent. Like, I killed the beekeeper. I lost my leg. Like, that's literally, like, yeah. what happened at the end. And then... Well, no, and the current beekeeper, which is the best action scene in the whole movie. Because it's the only one where they really allow it to go deliriously over the top. With that, like, fucking machine gun on the back of her truck at this gas station. <laughs> yeah. Who knew honey was flammable? Right? <laughs> Oh, oh my I god. I'm mad that that line from the trailer was not in the movie. Me too. Yeah. Talk about being set up for more disappointment. Um, <laughs> I will say one element of the movie that I guess sort of worked for me just because I liked the angle. Less so the actual execution of it, but I did like the angle of centering this around uh, these 
like ha- scam telemarketers and you know crypto NFT bros who are trying to you know take people's money. I do think that there was an interesting social commentary there. Um, but at the same time, I didn't feel like the movie did a good job of actually exploiting any of that, um, actually delving into any of that. So that was something that was a bit of a disappointment for me, but I do admit that that element of it kept things at least sort of relevant and interesting somewhat. I mean, like when you're, when your villain is a 28 year old eccentric billionaire who rides around his office on a skateboard, there's something playful about that that I that I find interesting, um, and then of course, if someone you know said to me, um, "I've got NFT, bro," like trying to bribe me, I, I, all the more reason to whoop their ass and get me emotionally invested in the moment. <laughs> that the guy who plays the the owner of the call center, or like the head guy in the call center that Statham goes to destroy first, like he's the one person who is like really going over the top. Yeah. Like, yeah, fully over I the top. Like he really knew what kind of movie he was in. It's like yeah. he watched the uh, scene in Wolf of Wall Street, you know, when Jordan yes. Belfort's trying to make that first sale. Yeah. And he's like, with all the, that's that's exactly what he's doing. It was so Wolf of Wall Street, but he's like styled to look like Ben Shapiro. And it, it the, all everything about that call center, like the Get the gaudy colors and the sleek services and everything like it's so over the top and he i feel like that character is the one place where they allowed themselves to say okay yeah we'll just do something super duper entertaining as opposed to taking this all so seriously and it works and his final comeuppance is awesome. so great it's so, so cool. So good. It's also one of the more clever, creative moments in the action in the movie, too. And I I wish that the movie had done more of that. Uh, I wish he would have uh, actually, you know, unleashed a whole family of bees on somebody and had somebody get (laughs) stung to death. I was very disappointed that we never saw something like that in this movie. Yeah. But, I mean, we did get really cheesy laughably bad cgi explosions so yeah it's so bad when did we abandon like real explosions real pyrotechnics because i'll tell you i would look back at like 90s action movies or early 2000s and they just look better people i understand that this is safer and probably maybe cheaper yeah probably cheaper but like ah they never look good they just never look good on camera Takes me completely out of the movie every time. Uh, there was a point in the movie too where it started getting to a point where I was starting to have like some delirious like laughter at its whole premise, and that's when they start introducing the idea of the Queen Slayer, a bee a bee that will rise up and kill the queen if she produces defective offspring. The <laughs> LOL I let out was so loud while watching this that it was then only eclipsed a few minutes later when they revealed. That the queen, in this context, so is the president of the United okay, okay, States. Okay, okay, so good. I'm excited to talk about. Okay, talk about this. The reveal. That plot reveal is so good. Yes. Okay. So Dan mentioned Ben Shapiro, and I'm. There's. This is the most Daily Wire esque. Yes. Like they're clearly. I know. Apparently, they've denied it, but there's no way on God's green earth this isn't like. 
oh, it's Hunter Biden. He's really Hunter Biden. And his dad is Joe Biden. And that's like the Madam President is the Joe Biden. And um, uh, Josh Hutcherson is just a Hunter Biden uh, son who just does coke and does all these things and is embroiled in scams and is the president's son. And it is the coolest, most like brain dead moronic, like genius stroke of dumb like shit you could see in a January movie. Like ever. There's nothing cool about this at all. Geo, take that back. No, it was when I saw that happen, I was like, this is like smooth brain operating on like level million. Okay. Like there's just levels of no brain activity happening that we cannot process. Okay. You just you're not there yet. Like you watched it and I, I watched it and I was like Wow, this is awesome. This is just cool. Like the it's so dumb, it's cool. I love it. It's <laughs> I'm still in awe that's actually like a plot development that happened in a like the year just started and we're doing that. And I was like, you know what? Movies, cinema. I wish I had the same sentiment. I do not. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. I, I have to preference every time. Like I think the movie's bad. Like I had fun, but the movie's bad. But like that happening was just Especially for like a major studio release like this. I was like, wow, whatever they're like, especially how like that relationship between the mom and son escalates towards the end with Hutcherson. Mm -hmm. It's so like weird and like out of nowhere, like how it just flips on a dime that also it's just like this is I don't know who came up with this. This is a, a Frankenstein's monster of just political concepts just being thrown to like you're having a movie that's like these crypto bros are bad and all this and they're scamming people and capitalism and and then just be like hunter biden hunter biden he's a criminal he's a criminal and he's josh hutcherson and i'm like wow this is i don't know what's happening another thing i'll also say in regards to all of this too is the movie to its credit and to its detriment at the same time it's incredibly short and it moves way too fast so I always knew where we were at what point in the story and it never overstated to welcome. But there are moments in this movie where it just like, you know, scooches on by at such a rate that it doesn't allow for exploration into other points that like everything with Felicia Rashad, I wanted more of. I mean, I think that whole idea of like preying on the elderly to take all their money, that's something I can relate to. I've actually had experiences with my parents and with my uh, with my grandmother where, you know, phone scammers have tried to reach out and try to get them to give their information and take, you know, their money. And that's something I think a lot of us have had people that we know that that has happened to. So, you know, I, I do wish that there was just more time to let those moments breathe. But um, I do remember thinking, wow, they are really breezing through all of the expected plot beats. And then the end of the movie, especially, it's like Jason Statham does exactly what he set out to do. And there's no like end coda scene. There's no. nothing to put a bow on it. It just ends. Yep. As soon as he's done with his mission, it's like credits. <laughs> Let's get out of Perfect. here. Well, you got forgot the part that like before it clearly is sequel baiting so yeah. hard where that, that's where I like when I like was on Letterboxd, I was like, I don't know what's more baffling that like plot development or just the fact that it's like we're setting up a beekeeper too without like, like anyone probably being interested in it. Maybe besides like me and Dan, 
<laughs> and even then, it'd be like, oh, really? Yeah. He just jumps out the... You know what? Spoilers. Uh, uh, I, that's cool, Matt. I, I don't know if this is a movie that we need to protect the sanctity of the, the plot. Um, <laughs> but, but, like, after he just domes Hutcherson, you know, he just... He just straights up, like, it very much looks like, like, he gets, like, he fights his heavy, which is probably, like, the better fight in the movie, because towards the end when he actually kills him, he just goes ham on him with his knife, but he gets stabbed. So he's, like, bleeding out. And then he goes in the room, there's a standoff, and then he's, like, it looks like he's gonna die, but, like, it constantly talks about, like, you know, like, bees dying and stuff and everything, so it's, like, alluding that, like, you know, he's gonna sacrifice for a good cause, and he's, like, staring out the window, a nice view before, you know, and then instead, no, it works perfectly, he just quick draws Josh Hutcherson, like, it's the good, the bad, and the ugly, mm-hmm. and then just jumps out the window. <laughs> oh, my God, that was the funniest reveal, when he jumps out the window. It's so good. I thought that that was a drop. It turns out it's the ground level floor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then she stares at the the FBI uh, daughter uh, is just staring at him for like probably like way too long. Where the point is like, there's no way that like a bunch of other feds with ARs aren't just spraying at him by now. Like like unreal. And then of course, beekeeper mind, you know the hive is always functioning. He's prepped like a whole like scuba gear and everything in the sand. Not like willingly noticing that like this dude has also just got a gaping like hole in his abdomen for being stabbed and it's like no i'm going scuba diving man and then the movie ends i'm loving that we're all doing our own chase and statham impressions on this podcast with you. <laughs> <laughs> like that was the thing that really got me about that honestly was the fact that like he gets like the one time he gets hurt really really bad is this like knife to the gut and he just keeps fucking going He's Jason Statham. He's a movie star. He's the damn right he is. Damn (laughs) right. He's got to protect the hive. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Final thoughts. Jesus Christ. The beekeeper. Geo. Hey, it's Spanish. And it's Verlaine, and we are Game Fix. Hey, where are you going to get the latest video game news and reviews? Anywhere on the internet. No, no, no. Where where are you going to get unfiltered opinions, brutal truths, and pretty much things nobody has the balls to say? Ah, then, my friend, you're talking about us, the Game Fix podcast. Damn right I am. If you want to join us for our takes on gaming news, honest gaming reviews, and celebrity interviews... Uh Oh, we're doing this rhyming thing? Well, then get on your shoes. We'll eliminate your blues. Hey, you might end up with some really heavy... No, no. Find our podcast on iTunes or our website at GameFixShow.com. Hey, maybe video games aren't your thing. I was a loser once, too. We talk movies, comics, toys. To convince you that everything that we just said is true, here's Duke Nukem. Cheers, love. The Calvary's here. No, 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 no. The other line, man. Take it from me, Duke Nukem. Either listen to the Game Fix podcast or go f*** yourself. I don't really care. Whoa! Whoa! This is going to hit on TNT in, like, five years. <laughs> okay. Like, TNT Thursday nights, you know, you come home from work and you put on TV, you're eating, like, Chinese food, and then the beekeeper's on. Like, that sounds like a perfect night, okay? Um, the dad energy is just, like, oozing out of this. Yeah, it's, like, total, like, basic cable staple energy. <laughs> it is. It's It's perfect for TNT or FX. Or yep. even T- even TBS at one point when they edit the movie down to like none of the language and everything. <laughs> um, 
seriously though and it, like i mean jokes aside it, it barely functions as a movie um i had fun but also this is a movie where going in i'm like this looks stupid i'm gonna have a stupid time and i did um i wouldn't necessarily say it was a great time uh jeremy irons working way too hard for that check honestly he could have just stooped to everyone's level and just been like, phoning in but no he's like there I'll, was something I'll entertaining act. about watching him uh smack down josh hutchison sometimes oh yeah yeah who again i have to emphasize he is straight up jesse pinkman like he is just doing a jesse pinkman impression like it was a matter of time i was like he's got to say yo bitch and i was like it's gonna <laughs> happen um but i had a fun time that being said Bad movie. B movie. Uh, no, B movie was much worse. I like the B movie with. Uh, I like the B movie. Yeah. Please, what's up with that? Exactly. <laughs> All right, Dan Bear. How about you? Final thoughts. <laughs> I wish that this is ha- that this movie had had the the courage of Nicolas Cage screaming bees, bees. Ah, not the bees. Not the bees. Um, yeah, I, I, that's like the thing, like I get like this, this movie's audience will enjoy this. I don't think they're going to love it. I don't think it's like it's nowhere near like the bank job or some of Satham's other better movies, but it's it it gets the job done. You know, like if if you're in the mood for, you know, a lone vigilante I not even a thriller, but like vigilante big action hero movie this will scratch the itch. It, it'll it gets the job done. It, it's not one that you're going to like remember for years or like talk about as like, man, that movie was so freaking awesome. But it it does it does what it says on the tin. You know, you go in expecting Jason Statham kicking ass and saying some <laughs> really really bad inspired lines and that is exactly what you get it's not the most entertaining version of that but for what it is it works and i think it mostly works honestly because david ayer (laughs) like he's not a bad director like this type of movie usually gets a lot worse directors than him so I guess that is a sort of like enough to make this movie stand a little bit above those other movies because like it has a sense of visual coherence. <laughs> but like, yeah, um, not not great. I wish that it it could have gone harder in every area of its production, and that's the thing that like kind of makes me sad. Okay. Um. I don't really have anything else to add to this. Guys, I mean, like, did, did you really think I would have a lot to say here? No. No. <laughs> uh, that's what we're here for. <laughs> the opening montage of bees scared the shit out of me. I'm actually scared <laughs> of bees in real life. So that was like a horror movie, like opening title credit sequence for me. Um, no, if you guys ever see me like out in the wild during the summer, if a bee comes anywhere near me, you'll see me move so, so fast just to get away from it. God forbid it follows me. 
because then I'll just keep running and everyone will be like, oh, there goes Matt. I, I cannot handle being around bees. I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's not good. God. I got nothing else. I think we said everything. This movie does not have a lot of depth <laughs> to it. No. Um, I, I even wonder if the core audience for this movie will even like it because I do feel like it is somewhat also targeted at the more right-leaning crypto bros like type of viewer and this movie vilifies them. So I, I, I'm like kind of confused as to like who this movie is actually for. Maybe you maybe you guys are right. Maybe it's just for the dads out there. And it just radiates that Jason Statham is in his mid fifties dad energy. Yeah, it, it's literally for Jason Statham fans. That that's who this is for. <laughs> okay. I mean when you put it like that, it makes a little bit more sense, I suppose. Uh with that said, I'm not gonna give this any more breathing room at this point. Um I am going to rate this uh jesus I, the, even giving this a rating is difficult because it's hard to measure the merits of something like this also too david Ayer, i just feel like with this and bright the guy is so desperately trying to find a franchise movie it just seems lately that i really wish he would go back to um his earlier work and look at what made movies like end of watch or fury work as well as they did because his latest stuff, I mean, did you guys see The Tax Collector a few years ago? That was oh, terrible. Oh, no, I did not really see that bad. one. I heard it was That bad. was worse than this. Yeah, it really was. And that's why I think I'm going to give this a slightly better rating, but still pretty bad. I'm giving this a 3 out of 10. Gio, what about you? I'm giving this a 4 out of 10. Dan, you're scaring me. What are you gonna give this? Go five for the bit. Go five for the bit. I yeah, like I I I'm a five out of ten. It's not a great yes, yes. It, it works, but even in the context of it working, it could have been better. This is amazing. No, no, this is not amazing. <laughs> Stop it. All right, well, that'll do it here for our review on the Next Best Picture podcast because, as you can imagine, there is zero Oscar potential for this movie. Not worth discussing in that regard. No, not at all. Like I said, though, if you got something out of this, good for you. I'm very happy for you. Uh, with that said, Giovanni Lago, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at the Giovanni Lago, and I will be here at MVP for the review of Beekeeper 2 in two years. Can't wait. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, what, what do you think the... um? subtitle uh for it is going to be the beekeeper let's say they don't call it the beekeeper 2 let's say it's just the beekeeper and then secondary title what do you think the secondary title would be called uh, uh i was thinking the tagline was like feel the sting or something like that oh no, no 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 like the actual title not the tagline of the movie uh like i think ooh. it would be called the beekeeper and then, the, and then it would be like the hive or the hive grows no they pull a um they pull a ghostbusters and call it like the beekeeper protect the hive or or <laughs> guys we're we're missing right here the beekeepers and there's more beekeepers in it oh god come yeah, on I mean, the big brain paley studios i put together a team yes yeah, put, i have the biggest brain in the team, team up paley yep <laughs> oh my god this is so terrifying dan bear where can they find you on the internet you can talk to me all about your plans for the beekeeper too at on twitter at dance and dan on film and you can check me out on letterboxd at dance and dan 
And you can find me at Next Best Picture. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you all so much for listening, as always, and we will see you all next time. Stop it. Stop it right now. I smell franchise. You stop that talk. (laughs) (laughs) If you make it the beekeepers and you have him with another beekeeper, it's who's going to be the other beekeeper with him. That's the real question. No, there there is no real question. Go to bed. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.